Good day and welcome to Film Exploration with Ash Hurry. We're in the heart of season 12, where this season is bringing you nothing but horror films to celebrate the Halloween season for the entire month of October. And for today's episode, we will be going to a classic of the genre, a film that has set the bar early in the gore and deranged department, and that is the 1974 horror, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Directed by Tobe Hooper and starring Marilyn Burns, Edward Neal, Alan Desige, William Vale, and Gunnar Hansen. Unsurpassed by its eight sequels or unprovoked by any other horror movie, Tobe Hooper's debut is soaked in bloodshed, carnage, and twisted torment that epitomizes the genre of horror in one film, one villain, and one weapon. The very juxtaposition between urbanized youth and the deteriorating class of the South is a cliche that some could argue began with this movie, a concept flashlighting the very divided America that even in 2022, let alone 1974, still holds firm with reality. 75% of horror films, give or take, has this formulaic approach to constructing the growing pressure from the get-go, where they usually get a taste of the South at a local gas station or a local shop through a confrontation of some sort. The start usually invites vibrancy, loud music, and a good time that weakens as the group of people wander into the shadowy South of America, where their lifestyle is as alien as life on a remote planet or a remote island. The film survives only from the abnormal, the illogical, and the indescribable violence bestowed upon anyone who happens to cross this deranged excuse of a family. Their motive is simplistic in nature that is never strung out with an explanation. In fact, dialogue seems to be completely exchanged for bellows, cries, and the grind of the chainsaws. The film's core focus is madness and mayhem. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre opens like a news report that is indicating that these events are true, which, if they are, shatters my hope of ever visiting Texas. That being said, though, it's still an attraction, especially for the five young people who go to the remote part of Texas for personal reasons in this movie that turns into a semi-hipster journey that involves hitchhikers, blood and laughter, all in the first 30 minutes. Shockingly, the giggling idiot who cuts himself with his own knife in the interestingly over-the-top toilet sequence with the guy in the wheelchair sets up this completely abnormal approach the director is going to take with this movie. Despite ambiguous warnings from locals, they rally ahead to the house to have a good weekend free of the urban world. The set design takes over the characters and from there we are introduced to human bones, chicken feathers and weird relics that is enough for us to point the camper van north. With no foreplay at all, we are immediately introduced to one of the most iconic villains in cinema history, Leatherface, a big inbred man who wears human skin as a mask and loves waving around a chainsaw who we must assume is slightly cannibalistic. The film seems to have a carefree, no-holds-bar attitude with making this movie as that sort of echoes of the carefree lifestyle in the 60s which had bled into the 70s. But like the film, it turned dark and cynical with experimental films in the 70s and with Vietnam in the backdrop showing American teenagers torn to shreds whilst also kicking back to Night of the Living Dead and The Last House on the Left on TV, violence was at the very back of everyone's minds when this movie was being made. This film seemed to have just let off some steam with what was happening around the time in a creative way. However, the title was somewhat misleading, seeming only one person is killed with a chainsaw, and I'm not sure four people constitute as a massacre. That being said, though, what is not misleading or limp is the $140,000 budget that this film had from a bunch of unknowns, because what they have created is an extremely punishing film that some would class 
the greatest horror movie ever made. The entire last 30 minutes of this film is violently relentless. The very actions we see unfold is like a constant torture to the soul. This film somehow integrates in this madness Leatherhead's family, in which the film somehow merges in this lunacy in the middle of a respite that twists the narrative into a slight backstory on Leatherhead's family, who sit Sally for dinner and try to bring her down to psychological torture and despair. That scene in question apparently was shot over a 26-hour day under baking hot lights on a set full of rotting meat, a scene that evidently reeks of reality and leaking madness. The never-ending taunting of this film with Sally in this scene is excruciating to watch. As she screams stops, we are almost screaming with her. The lack of budget has possibly unintentionally made this film scarier with this feel of a documentary breathing this reality aspect with the horror. Every scene in this movie either descends into madness or just hovers in madness, more evidently when they bring Grandpa in the dining room, a person so old he is mistaken for that corpse we see at the end of Psycho. The chainsaw and Leatherface himself take a backseat to the true horror of this movie, which is almost unwatchable, as they all sit down for dinner eating God knows what. The scene is so surreal as it captures a moment of authentic real-life horror on the movie screen. The horrific fact that excels this movie above other horrors, other horrors is that actually this might be based on real-life serial killer Ed Goon, who is famous for creating clothing and furniture out of human flesh. Leatherface seems to be inspired by that and also resonates a somewhat twist on the Frankenstein story. The face never being seen is another example of the irrelevance of his character or understanding, but just his actions. The thing that we do see, however, is a hint of his personality judged by his childish movements, indicating he might be on the spectrum, wearing women's clothes, laughing loud, having no remorse, and even at the film's climatic scene, which is more beautiful than chaotic, we see him kind of pirouette with this chainsaw as the very last image of this movie. The 70s is considered to be the best decade for cinema, ushering some of the best movies in history and some of the best horror movies too. The Exorcist, Halloween, Suspiria, and of course the film in question here too. Tobe Hooper, God rest his soul, created one of the most brutal and intense film of all time. And he did it in a way that suggested more than it showed, with no CGI, no superior motive to our villain, and nothing supernatural in nature, just pushing the realms of reality to its true self, which in effect is more horrifying than make-believe. Anyways, that's all I have time for with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It is one demented, twisted ride, and I would not recommend this film to the faint-hearted, but it is what horror is stereotyped to be. Blood, gore, violence, grotesque scenes, and no remorse to its audience, just constant creative mayhem attacking your eyes with viciousness. Please subscribe to my podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google, and Amazon, and you can also follow me on Instagram, that's FilmExplorationAH, all lowercase, all one word. But for now, thank you for listening to Season 12 with Film Exploration with Ash Hurry. Hurry.